Welcome to Remedy Stories, a podcast brought to you by Remedy Church in Waxahachie, Texas. Each episode, we sit down to have an intentional conversation with the different people who make up our local church body. Our hope and desire is for God's glory to be shown through the sharing of each of their unique stories. It's our prayer that you are encouraged and edified through this podcast. If you'd like to know more about Remedy Church, visit us on the web at remedy-church.com. So y'all met high school, got married in college, right? Mm-hmm. And Philip, what were you, you, did you went to Stephen F. Austin yeah, as well? Yeah, I went to Stephen F. Austin. I was working at Sherwin-Williams Paint oh, nice. at the time. Yeah, I'm a good uh, color matcher. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> did that for four years. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school in my, uh, my <laughs> I went to school in my work clothes because, you know, I mean, that's what you do. So they had paint all. They were like paint stained clothes. They just thought you were one of the workers on campus. Uh, yeah, for real. They're like this maintenance guy. It's like, what's but... this guy doing sitting yeah. in class? Auditing classes. So I, yeah, got my degree in social work. My my mom's degrees in social work. My brother's degree is in social work, wow. and which is a pretty. I mean, social work is known, and it is right. It's a liberal uh, field, uh, off in a lot of ways, but area we went into and um yeah so i went straight through grad school uh he's not going to tell you this but i love to brag on him because he was the top graduate in his grad grad school class he was the number one okay. graduate I mean, yeah was like awesome. 30 students but still that's yeah. still cool so i mean there was more than, the one. more than one that's right <laughs> exactly that's right so yeah so we went to grad school and uh straight out and like for me like i was contemplating for like years i'm like okay this is the plan i'm gonna go to grad school and then beth up one day decides hey i think i'm gonna go to grad school too and she like literally makes was a decision real quick i was goes, like i have to take the, my i have to take my GRE, uh, gre tomorrow and then she like, started okay. school before i did and yeah yeah so that was it so yeah we finished up and Stephen f austin and Never went to a football game when we were there. They don't have much of a football team. Basketball. They're known for basketball. Okay. That's right. They are. Yeah. 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 So we never went to a basketball game while we were there either. (laughs) We were working. We were working. We were not your typical college people. I mean, you were painting. I was, well, I was selling paint. Selling paint. paint. So, yeah. And color matching. And color Mm -hmm. matching. Yes. And the kids came along while you were in grad school no no, no. it was eight years I, eight after. years after we were married so oh, like okay. six years out of grad school yeah, yeah. wow okay mm-hmm. yeah so are y'all at harmony hills this whole time yeah. yes mm-hmm. and your families are there yes yeah mm-hmm. they were yeah so we didn't grow up going to the same church uh um after we were married we well even before i started going to harmony hill but then uh my parents started attending Harmony Hill probably a couple years after we were married. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So, a lot of our families. His brother and sister, uh, sister-in-law attend another really great church yeah. in Lipkin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. they, and they well, were actually off in Nashville for a little bit. Yeah. So, I get to, so anyway. So, what are you doing at this time, Beth, after, after uh, your graduate school? I taught um, in public school for several years and then I moved and did some stuff in administration like with curriculum and instructional specialist type things. What did you teach? I taught 
a range from fourth to sixth grade English language arts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not all the same year, but like in all of my years, I taught those different classes. So at that yeah. time, you're doing a lot of like writing and parts of speech and all that yes, stuff. Yes, I love to teach writing so much so that one year, I think it might have been my second year as a fourth grade teacher, like that I taught the entire fourth grade writing because I loved it. Like all the kids would just like float through me, you know, like you change mm-hmm. classes because I just really enjoy teaching writing. And I still, after I... um had kids stayed home for a while in the last 10 years I've taught writing like homeschool co-ops and things. And I just really enjoy teaching writing. That's uh that's something I miss doing. I wrote a lot in college mm-hmm. and that was like, that was my creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And it was when blogs were still really big and not that you can't, I mean, there's still successful blogs, but it's a lot more niche now mm-hmm. since social media has become mm-hmm. the prominent and podcasting, to be podcasting, honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember nights waking up at two or three in the morning and just having these ideas mm-hmm. and being like, I, I have to write this now because if I go to sleep, I'm not going to remember it mm-hmm. and just be up all night finishing stuff. Mm-hmm. I miss doing it. It's, it's definitely one of those things that I, I hope to to one day have time to do again. Yeah. I'm, I don't have the gift of like creative writing, really. I can help a student who is gifted in that, like do some things, but I don't have that gift like a lot of You'd people. You'd be their editor. Yes, I can edit it. Edit I the have, mess out of it. I can edit the mess out of it. <laughs> I, I, I can do that. Yes, I'm always silently correcting grammar. Yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, um, I kind of want to just pick y'all's brain a little bit. You know, 20, what did we say, 20, 23 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that we as just, I don't know, gosh, I say we as people in the church, you could just say humans in general should glean wisdom from people who have gone ahead of them and, you know, have the life experience and just, you know, hey, ask the questions. What's what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? What have you learned? You know, and, and those sort of things. So, I don't know, maybe share some of the the struggles maybe that you had early on in marriage or at some point in marriage and how how did god use that to bring y'all closer together and um you know what what could we learn from that yeah i think 23 years in you realize oh i don't really know anything yeah Uh, i don't know that i have much advice (laughs) to give we grew up together basically like you know we were yeah we were young when we married and so we had a lot of lessons to learn in life in general um and the lord had a lot of sanctifying to do in my heart um and is still working on things i don't yeah um, yeah so it, it so we've been through our ups and downs and even i would even say even the necessity, it's like you don't ever get to this point where you're like, all right, we've we've arrived. I do know I always, as a joke, would uh, whenever um, for a little bit the Daves were doing the, um, well, what's that? Reengage. Reengage, correct. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, they're like, hey, y'all should come do reengage. And I would just like, well, we'd come and just say, well, we got this figured out, right? Um, it's not true. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Yeah, I would say even like even from being here, there's been this is the one thing that 
and I think it's so important for the church and and I think the benefit of of what our church is about. Like I remember meeting with Brian. We met with Brian and Gina uh, through our you know some covenant people, membership. Yeah, through the covenant yeah. membership process. And I think this is the value of that. And what I'm going to say is like I remember Brian even asking and you know just the four of us. It was like okay, what are your Tell us what are your struggles? What are the things that y'all have dealt with? Mm. And and at that point in time, I was even able to share. I had, in 2010, I had. Uh, there's a lot of things that happened in 2010 um, that year. I mean, we had. Oh goodness, I remember even good friends of ours at that time. Their child, uh, Titus, got a cancer diagnosis in 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and then her dad. Got medically, I think that was actually 2011. In January of 2011. Yeah, but in in 2010 for me, that was like a, I went through a really dark season that started then and and probably lasted a few years of just, um, you know, that was tough. Um, And and so I, it was just, I would say depression. I mean, just a lot of hope, like hope was very bleak and wondering, Mm -hmm. okay, did the Lord, did the Lord have I, you know, have I sinned so much against the Lord? He's like, am I cut off from the Lord? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, these were some things that are going through my mind, and and um, but I remember Brian again just asking, okay, what is it? Those those things, and just being able to share with that, and him just saying, okay, these are good things to know, and just know that you know that Satan does. I mean, he talked about you know just the spiritual warfare and. And I think too, doing that, coming that was initially when we came, and we've had, I would even just to be open to say we've had times that we've gotten back, called Brian and Gina back up and say, hey, uh, come over. Mm-hmm. We need, you know, uh, they've been on our back porch, and we've both, you know, uh, had times of just having to depend and lean on them and talk to Andrew. I mean, th- th- this spiritual life is. And the way that God designs it, you know, we're to carry each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that take place. And so I would say, if anything, uh, for 23 years, we've learned that God has designed the people of God to bear each other's burdens, to make it like, you know, I've heard it said this. I remember John Popper saying this at some point. He talked about, you know, <clears throat> assurance and, and salvation being a, a church community project almost like finishing well doesn't just happen with you the the god uses the church to help you finish well Mm -hmm. and we've experienced that with our you know with our marriage and um that it's been the church that has helped support us there's been times that we've had to say hey please pray for us Mm -hmm. there's been times that we've had our girls that we've asked you know people in remedy say hey we don't know what to do here yeah will you please pray because we don't know what to do in this situation and we've had people walk through with that and and we've seen god answer prayers from that Mm -hmm. and um you know so so yeah i don't know if that just kind of some the main thing i would say is god's faithfulness Mm -hmm. his absolute love uh, his kindness, his mercy, um, when, you know, and, 
and having to depend on that. And, and I think too, of our focus as a church on the gospel constantly that Christ, our dependence on him and daily and our, the good news of what Christ has done to save us. Well, if it's all right, uh, I just want to go back to those and we don't have to talk all about yeah. super long. You said you're entering into some dark few years. Yeah. Uh, and can you just briefly just say what was happening in your mind and in y'all's marriage? What do you mind just briefly just saying yeah. what was going on? Yeah. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, I don't necessarily know everything that was going on. Um, I don't know what would be, you know, just spiritually, I would say there was definitely some spiritual attacks. But for me at that point in time, I was pretty convinced that I was cut off from the Lord and that there was no hope for me. Um, And it was, that would last in and out like for a couple of years. And I would, I would, it was interesting. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting if you've ever read, um, I mean, this is weird, but I remember stumbling across John Bunyan has a book. Um, John Bunyan is most known for Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. but he's got a book, his own autobiography. It's called Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. And it's really interesting to read. Like he went through a time, which I would say, I don't know how long his lasted, but just really sensing. And, and I don't necessarily think this is uncommon that, some believers mm-hmm. may go through this, yeah. but just this sense that I've, you know, I, I felt like I had committed an unpardonable sin, and um, and that there was just no hope. And so, it was I would say in a day like I, my hope would be waning, and white, like there would be times I'm like, okay, I'm fine, but but it was just really it was really bleak. And at some point, you know, even for it was really hard for Beth because she had a lot of other things going on too, um, with her dad having an illness and then me, you know, having this. So, yeah. Um, and I would say that we probably like walking out of that was probably, it was like a gradual, like it it wasn't like one day you walk out. It was Mm. just more of a, okay. I can see God's faithfulness here, and then, and then over time, you're just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, uh, God holding on to me, and and uh, you know, I didn't, and I would say during that time, there was never any sense of that Christ was not who He said He was, and I never had any desire to abandon. Or anything, the faith, like I would, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at all. And uh, it was just because, I mean, God just, Spirit just holding on to me. But yeah. Um, well, and it almost sounds, you know, similar to, you know, s- s- when you read the Psalms and you hear the psalmist saying, like, how long will you forget me, yeah. God? Yeah. And how long will you hide your face from me? And, yeah. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the, actually, the Psalms were the, and I would even say those were the, I remember Psalm 88 being um, being one a psalm that ministered to me so much at that time. And it's funny, if you go and read Psalm 88, the, the only bright part of it is, Oh God of my salvation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of it uh, is, is really bleak. 
And sometimes when you read those, you're wondering, wow, why are these so dark? Mm -hmm. But for every one of us that's gone through darkness, because I don't think my experience is anything unique to, you know, I mean, some, I mean, I'm not saying everybody does, but a lot of people do. But when you're going through that and you can see the psalm, all of a sudden it becomes, you see God's word become like healing or, you know, just hopeful, you know, or, you know, being able to hang on, like John six thirty seven you know, that I mentioned earlier, you know, I remember hanging on to that, you know, and being like, Lord, you say that all that the Father gives to you will come to you, but the one who comes to you, you will no way cast out. And mm-hmm. I just remember like, Lord, you said, I mean, I'm coming. I mean, I mean I'm like, you know, and, and it is actually, wasn't me coming, it's really because we, we reject God on our own. It's the spirit that even gives us that desire to come to the Lord. It's all His grace. So anyway, so yeah, during those times, it was, um, yeah, it was tough on, I, I it was just, I, I had told people, I had honestly, there was a couple times, or at least I'd, I think I told Beth this, or maybe my dad, I'm like, I'd rather have, you know, when you go through some of those times, I I, it, it, I sometimes said, I wish I'd lost a leg. It would have mm-hmm. been, and I, I shouldn't, I know for people that have, because I've worked in disability services, I don't, you know, I don't want to, because I know that can be tough, but it had that same sense of, of, uh, difficulty, you know, yeah. during that time. And so, um, so anyway, and it, and it did for Beth too, but God was faithful in, in bringing out of that, uh, you know, and, it just even prepared us by the time, I mean, I would even say for our launch to remedy that we had gone through a couple of years of just, you know, seeing God bring me out of that. And then, uh, us out of that. Cause it wasn't just me. Uh, it, you know, it, it had its effect on Beth and probably the girls too. That I didn't even realize. Um, yeah. I mean, y'all at that time, you forgot what a two year old, three year old, two year old and, and a, baby. Like a baby. Yeah. A little yeah. baby. So Beth, a few years old. Don't mind, just like yeah, kind of. I know this is heavy, you know, no, and you know, it's all right. what's going um, on from your perspective with this? Well, so I, I I have to start by telling you that in 2008, I had what I term like my brick wall experience with God's sovereignty, where my world hit straight on to His sovereignty, and I was not okay and. I had a friend who um, was killed in a car wreck, and she had, I think he was probably like four months old at the time, baby, and she had mm-hmm. tried and tried for years and years and years to have babies and had multiple miscarriages, finally had this baby, and then, you know, the Lord took her home when oh. this child was four months old. Wow. And it rocked my world. Um, yeah. Just like, Lord, like how how can like I remember um, – so vividly like the just staying up most of the night begging the Lord to save her because she did not die instantly Mm -hmm. and um just finding out the next morning that she had passed away and I remember like going to Job and I came across this I think it's a poem that John Piper kind Mm -hmm. of wrote about Job and read that and one of the lines in there says you know if all of this were lost and all I had was the Lord, then I would still be rich and have the greatest good. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, 
I know that God is who he says he is, but how is this good? How can it be good for a four-month-old baby to not have a mom? Like, how is that okay? And I wrestled with that for about probably a few months, but it really drove me to God's word. And I was able to come out of that season just with this, this respect love and really this freedom that I found in God's sovereignty that I had never known before. Well, and two, just <clears throat> at her funeral, cause she loved the, and her, yeah. her husband's a pat was a pastor, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> you know, they, she was the one who believed in the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And, I mean, she, and, and so you, her life brought many to yeah, the Lord. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then her, her husband, his faith, you know, too, mm-hmm. in the midst of that. So, mm-hmm. So God, um, so yeah. I say that to say that God had worked that in my heart yeah. for the season that I would walk, that we would walk through in 2010. I did not handle everything remotely, <laughs> even probably well. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, perfect is not even on the list, but like, I don't, there were times I didn't even handle it well. Um, but yeah, I had a young baby. We had, uh, Julia was less than a year, less than six months old. My dad had just, like, he was great one morning, and at lunchtime, by lunchtime, he was almost in a comatose state. Uh, Long story short, he had um, encephalitis, which either kills you or you live and have some complications. And thankfully, um, but, you know, my dad is still living, and I am incredibly grateful to the Lord for his health today. Um, but in that season, there was like about like a month, I would say, where we didn't know what was going to happen, you know? And I just remember so many times feeling like my world is caving in from all sides. Like Mm -hmm. my husband's falling apart. My dad might be dying. My Mm -hmm. brother was in Africa at this time on the foreign Mm. mission field, you know, I'm like, my brother's not here and my mom is hurting and this whole world, my whole world is crumbling and I don't know what to do. And I, I just remember so vividly one night, um, and I've told several people this story, but I was leaving the hospital where my dad was really late. It was like after midnight and, um, I was in the, elevator and I was like Lord I just want you to heal my dad like please just heal him and I just you know it's not an audible voice from the Lord but you kind of have these thoughts in your head that you know God puts them there and I was just kind of like this thought came across my mind but like but what if I don't and Hmm. I just like lost it Hmm. you know like ran to my car and then just lost it and I was like and I was truly able to say in that moment like if you don't like you're still good yeah. And I believed it, like in the deep, deepest parts of my heart. So, um, yeah, that was, it was just hard. I had to say that to the Lord a lot. Like, I know you're good, but I don't know how to be a good wife. Like, I felt I didn't feel like I did much of anything well or right during that time. And honestly, I don't remember a lot of details about a lot of that because I think I was probably just surviving at that point Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know i know that um you know i know our families were praying for us i know it was Mm -hmm. evident to 
Philip's family yeah. and my family that yep. Philip was not doing well um, emotionally. And so, you know, those prayers were, I know what carried us through for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. And, and you know, in God's stability, even in the midst of, I just think of his faithfulness, even in the midst of that. And, um, you know, just, um, I mean, yeah, I just, you can see in the end. And then you can see purposes. I mean, I think of, um, you know, and I remember this, um, you know, not to compare it to what completely, but it is for our encouragement when Jesus told Peter, hey, Peter, Satan is requesting permission to sift you, and mm-hmm. and he will sift you like wheat. And, and he said, but I prayed for you. And then he said, when you're restored, go and strengthen your, your brothers. And so we can definitely say that through that, even through our own missteps and unbelief and sinfulness, that we've been able to see God, number one, bring unity to us and strength to us, um, and and uh, and then we've seen also how God's allowed that to be used in 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 other people. But I mean, He's still using that to transform us. I mean, all the time. I mean, yeah. we're still, yeah. you know, we still walk in and and have to depend on the Lord. Like I said, it's not like we, you know, you arrive. It's just like you know. But this is it, and you know, this is we're just thankful for what God's done. Yeah, I'm thankful for my bride and. Uh, you I know, look back on good. it and wish I would have handled things differently, but I also know that God was teaching me things in those times yeah. that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I don't think I was capable, honestly, of handling things differently because the Lord was molding me and shaping me into, you know, something that I was not. And um, that He, you know, we had to walk through those things to get there. Yep. And it was, again, it was another group of people, even from from our church family in Lufkin people that would pray for us that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we were again, dependent on, again, I just, the, the emphasis of God using the church. And we saw that mm-hmm. there too with people that, you know, they were with us in it, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I think that was what the spirit was using too, was just, um, he never let us go away. <laughs> Yeah. He was always yeah. drawing us in through God's people. Uh, you know, it was always a, hey, I've got, I mean, the whole time he's got us uh, and and is drawing us. So it was just good to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say like to, I mean, I, I'm hearing definitely like things with your family, with your church, with, you know, slowly just believing the promises of God through scripture mm, yeah. but and him working on y'all was there something though and i know there's not maybe a day on the calendar that everything clicked and it's okay i'm definitely not hearing that from y'all but mm-hmm. was there something that you could hang your hat on or a consistency mm-hmm. that helped get out of that season i think i started to see um God's goodness in some things, even though they were hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that helped me because I began to see that even though I don't want to do these things, that the Lord, I can see his kindness and his faithfulness in them. So I don't, I mean, I can think of a few things, um, uh, specific things 
that I think just probably started adding up to yeah. a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would just, I mean, it was just, again, I, I can't think of, yeah, it wasn't like a day. It was just yeah. like, we're going to keep, by God's grace, we're going to keep walking. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you just, again, you just realize, you know, the days, the, the dark that wasn't, you know, the, the sun would start to come up. You know, I guess that's the best way to look at it. All of a sudden, you sunrise comes, and yeah, and uh, it's kind of what it what it felt like. Did y'all ever just want to like retreat in some of those times, like get away from family, get away from church? For me, my family was a lifeline. There were days when I didn't want to feel like I was burdening him anymore with mm. things, so I would I had my family yeah. to reach out to one of the things that the goodness is of the Lord that I saw, there was always someone to take my children. Mm. You know, I, if I was at the hospital with my dad, if I needed to go um, to an out of town appointment with my mom, you know, to, to take my dad, then there were people, there were always people to watch my children. And that, that's a kindness of the Lord, you know, that there were, that was always available so for me, uh, I never wanted to retreat. I was probably afraid to retreat. Hmm. And there might have been some times where I should have retreated, not to get away from people, but to get myself alone with the Lord. And I was, looking back, probably afraid to do that. Yeah. Hmm. Probably afraid of what I might find out about myself and <laughs> hmm. afraid of what the Lord would tell me that I'm not doing right to support Philip. Um, well, so. And I remember, too, other, there was just a ton of little things of God's faith. Like, for example, I remember just shortly after, like, in, before this happened, I remember people like, okay, what books do you want to get? <laughs> I remember somebody getting me a book that was uh, When Darkness Will Not Lift by John Piper. And I remember, like, it was an audio book because I, I usually had to drive. And I remember thinking, well, I'm never going to need this. I mean, I love John Piper, but I remember like not even, I didn't even listen. I'm pretty sure I didn't listen to it. It was a short, uh, shorter audio book, but I remember like, I didn't like, I don't know why I would need this. Uh, I'll get a different John Piper book, but not this <laughs> one. And so it was like, after going through that, I remember like, huh, two years ago, somebody got me this and I'm listening to it. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing how God's using that as a grace. Like that's when I hear about John Bunyan. That's when I hear about uh, William Cooper. You know who who uh, he wrote uh, sermon uh, "Sinners Plunge Beneath the Blood, Lose All Their Guilty Stains." You remember anyway? So uh, and I remember hearing some things from that book of these guys that had gone through that, and that was like such like a blessing, like something that I was wondering why in the world do I need this book? And then two years later, these are the things that God's using to like really encourage me in the midst of it. So there were a lot of, there were a million things like that of, you know, uh, just God's grace and, you know, through his word and, you know, it it became a lifeline. It's not a little thing just to show the value of the, the community, obviously, with family and with the church community, right there. I mean, I mean, 
we don't know what people are going through until they share what they're going through or right. it just comes out you know yeah. sometimes they don't share it but if we're in each other's lives enough it comes out yeah. see it. and it's mm-hmm. gonna come out somehow and uh i mean i know you were talking about obviously later down the road still other things you're working through and um you know having the wootens come over but just to share that with them to feel that the opportunity i mean i know philip and i you know we used to hang out with with Alex we used to meet yeah. regularly and being able to talk through some of those yeah. things and and you share some things and I would share some things yeah. Alex would share some things I mean but just to confess that sin confess or just share thoughts and, yeah absolutely yeah I mean like we all are going through things and whether it's a season or it's whether it's struggles whether it's just doubts yeah and deep things spiritual it's just marriage stuff it's parenting it's work it's mm-hmm. but i mean if we're doing that alone like that's not what we were designed to do mm-hmm. no and and the other thing is like it's easy to get self-focused when you're in it alone yeah rather than christ folk i mean because you recognize it it's not about us it's not about it is about christ and his glory and how is he building his church and that happens whenever we connect with each other whenever you know you you share this and you recognize hey keep going brother christ is worth it (laughs) you know in some way you're you're telling that to each other Mm -hmm. and uh and that's encouraging yeah just and i don't i know we've talked on it for a minute i'm just going to give it more than a minute but another 30 seconds minute just can you just speak to like because and i know that you um have like been able to connect with i I mean i can think of someone particularly at remedy that you've been able to encourage and Mm -hmm. walk you know beside with and talk through some of this stuff but what is like can you just speak to how if anyone's that's going through that, you know, yep. like both of y'all, you know, with yeah. you, your spouse, someone really close to you, what, mm-hmm. just any advice to them um, that's really going through depression or just mm-hmm. being, you know, just in that area? Yeah, I would say uh, just leaning in to Christ, lean, you know, and into others, um, you know, and, and that. Because there, there can be this this sense sometimes that oh this is things are not going to get any better, but with mm-hmm. Christ he he is he is the hope and so um, I mean there's a lot of factors with with this I mean a lot of people that deal with times of I mean again that's one of the Psalms are so common it's not uncommon for people to deal with that yeah. uh, and um, and so yeah my encouragement would be to lean in lean and if you others. can't lean into Christ on your own, then I think you grab a friend, someone in (laughs) our church or missional community who can hold your hand and lean into Jesus with you. And, and really just, um, I think that the enemy wants to keep you isolated when you're going through times like that. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a lie that you would often hear that you're going to be fine. You'll get over it. Um, because there's power when you walk together with believers through these things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. my encouragement would just be to reach out, come talk to us or find someone else 
but don't believe any lies that you should keep those things to yourself. Right. And that is, I mean, Christ has, you know, we were told to carry each other's burdens, Mm -hmm. pray for one another. You know, I mean, you see at the end of James, you see um, so many, you know, uh, you know, what is it? You know, Paul, I think says, accept the one who's, Faith is is weak, you know. You see in, uh, you know, Titus. You see an encouragement there uh, for the weaker brother. I mean, so and at any point in our in our lives, we're yeah. gonna go through something. I mean, we are we are sinful, uh, um, weak uh, on our own, and you know we're gonna need. We're going to need to to lean in, and that's that's the other thing is that's the way Christ uses. I mean, He uses those things, those very things, to sanctify us. Uh, that's the way that we're built, and you know, and made in His likeness. You know, it's in our weakness that that God does that. Um, and so, you know, so be it. If whatever it takes for me to become, for us to become in the image of Christ. Yes, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. And suffering is uh, in some different way. And again, our form of suffering is not like so many other people that in the world. But you know, these are some of those afflictions that that God uses, and um, and then we are called to bear each other's burdens in in that. Um, so yeah. yeah, so He's worth it. You know, and 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 becoming like Christ is is worth it you know if it involves suffering in in whatever way but joy is good <laughs> joy so is i mean good. It, it, it that's and that is the call too is it's joy in the midst of suffering so yeah so yeah that's good yeah you heard it here you know it's definitely go uh go find philip and beth you know talk through <laughs> this but I, i'll just also say like like we like our i've heard this many times from our pastors our elders like this is not a burden to them if you want to talk to them about this, mm-hmm. if you no. want to meet with them, yeah. if you want to meet with, you know, meet with Beth, you know, if a lady wants to meet with one of the elder's wives or any of the MC leaders, you know, like, please reach out. Yeah. You know, there are, uh, and we also like, Remedy has a Christian counselor that we recommend highly and they will actually like pay for those first few visits, we'll work mm-hmm. with you, like, there's like we take this serious and a lot of mm. families individuals with counseling through marriage mm-hmm. individual stuff um, have taken advantage of that mm-hmm. and so definitely definitely do that yes. there good well, that's good I think you know before we get to our get to our very last fun part um, I don't know what's what's one thing talking about right now the season of of life that y'all are in right now. Mm-hmm. What's a defining characteristic of life right now? What's what's something that um, that that you feel like maybe God is just teaching you right now? Um, how would you describe you know this this season of life for y'all? Not totally sure this answers your question, but Philip and I were kind of talking about the other day on the way driving on the way home from vacation, talking about how the if I had to pick a song that I felt like was the soundtrack of my life, it would be great as that mm-hmm. faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I just see that. I see God's hand and faithfulness over my life in so many ways. I've told Philip, I feel like I could talk to you for four days about how the Lord has been so faithful to me. And um, just personally, I've been going through the Old Testament this summer again, because I'm teaching that this year and again, and just try to be a better teacher and um, just standing in awe over and over and over of God's power, his kindness, his mercy, Hmm. all of those things that are found in the Old Testament that I feel like are so encouraging to my heart for even today, where we are in our world, where I am, you know, um, raising two daughters with Philip, you know, just how God is going to do what he's going to do. He can do anything and we just have to be obedient to him and Mm. listen to his voice. So I've, it's kind of where I've been. That's probably rambling. That's good. To me, it's like, I want to just, I want to keep going. Like I want to finish. I like, again, I'm I'm only, am I 43? Am I 43? Yeah. But like, like it's, I'm kind of like let's. I want to just let's do this for Christ. Let's let's be. I want to be courageous. Um, you know, it's something I always asking the Lord to do, but I want to finish and keep going like even more. I mm. mean, that's it. Even though in my flesh I want to kick my feet back and you know do nothing, but like you know, I just want to keep at it by God's grace. That's good. I do have one more thing uh, before we kind of sum it up, but I did want to just ask, uh, and it's personal to me, and that's mainly partly why I'm asking. Okay. But, um, like, so I have a daughter with special needs, mm-hmm. and I feel like Remedy, obviously, I honestly believe spearheaded a lot by by you, Beth. Um, has been very sensitive to families with special needs, mm-hmm. with children specifically with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just briefly, where does that come from? And then what are we doing as a church right now? And what's your vision for meeting the needs for families? For me, that comes from a place. It comes from the Lord. I know uh, we have in our family, my brother's oldest son so my nephew has uh, quite a few special needs and he is God's gift to our family in so many ways Uh, has been since he was in his mom's womb and we were just praying for him you know what the Lord would have for his life and to see that my mom also had a sister who had special needs and I Um, was around that a lot as a child. I Mm -hmm. have vivid memories of visiting with her when I was young. She passed away when I was a young child, but I still have memories of seeing her. And so it's just, I feel like it's a gift from the Lord because I, I know it's how the Lord sees all of us, you know, as, as his children. So that's where it comes from. If you've been at Remedy, you've heard me always say, and I, I will always just say this because it's a heartbreaking statistic, but like not, it's high, like in the upper 90% of families who have special needs will not go to church because they don't think there's a place for them. And that is very sad Yeah. because we have 
many churches in America. We are, we are, you know, there's churches everywhere and people feel like they can't go. And that breaks my heart. And so it's my desire that we, that's not true of remedy that, you know, that if a family comes to our church and has a member with special needs, that they are welcomed and, not that I don't think people feel welcomed in other places, but that we have a place for you. Right. Like we we yeah. we are wanting to walk alongside you and do what we can to support your child to um, to take care of them while you you know participate in in life at our church. And I feel like overall our church is is living out that mission. I, I see that in people you know, around us in the church who care for, you know, our kiddos that have special needs. Yeah. Yeah. It means a lot to me, you know, like I definitely, Megan and I've talked about, like, we really appreciate, like you've like reached out to us, like you've been the initiator in a lot of these things. And that means a lot to us. And it would be okay if we requested things too. And I know we know that, Yeah. but it means a lot to us that you've initiated. Uh, what can we do to help you all with Adelia? Mm-hmm. Like, and then ask about that and mm-hmm. what, what's specific for her. Uh, just like something little, I was talking to my daughter, Nora, my four-year-old, and they're in the same class um, with my now she just turned seven, Adelia, who has intellectual disability, and um, and she's uh, nonverbal and she doesn't walk. But um, <laughs> I asked about your family, and she's like, "Oh yeah," she said, uh, "Like uh, Julia, she always like feeds uh, Adelia goldfish and." She always like helps her out. Like my four year old's noticing mm-hmm. your daughter helping her sister, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, just like that's like that sets a tone for our children. That sets a tone for just our church as a whole. Just seeing that. Mm-hmm. Another thing, like because this is clearly your family. Both of y'all like are leading your girls well, but times we've had like church meetings or parties, and our whole family's up there. And Sarah Kate will like offer to feed Adelia, which is, we just assume we're going to feed our daughter, you know, because we have to feed her um, before we go off and do something. And she like offers to feed her. And that's actually like a really, it's a, just a sweet thing for us. And it's some, you know, small burden taken off our plate in that moment and everything. And, but uh, just, just there's always, and there's a whole gamut of things because every every child, you know, is, there's different mm-hmm. needs and uh, things that mm-hmm. make them feel safe or comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just I love that our church is doing this. I brag to our our therapists that see Adelia. We brag about what our church is doing, and they're like, "I've never heard of that. That's awesome," and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like to, and uh, yeah, I just I think it's beautiful. And I you know like so if you want to help with the. Uh, with remedy kids right. and specifically with uh, with our families with special, special needs, needs. Mm-hmm. you know, just like there's like buddy programs and then also yeah. Yeah. we're seeking to grow that ministry um, this as the Lord brings more families. God has just given us space to have, you know, a classroom for these kiddos. He's put put it on hearts of some of our current teachers to move into a, a teaching position for the you know, classroom with those children who have special needs. And so we'll need people to fill their spots in the other remedy kid classes. Yeah. I, 
I know that the Lord's going to do this. Uh, I pray often, Lord, you know what we need. You know where the families are in our city who are sitting at home on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. who want to be in community, gospel-centered yeah. community, and who feel like they can't. Just praying that the Lord, and I know He's getting us ready for that. If we had 20 families show up tomorrow, you know, we would have a lot of things to do really quickly. So I know God's preparing us for that. So I would say if the Lord's putting that on your heart, let's do, let's get that ready because He's, He's going to do it. He's going to bring people. And I, you know, it's the, it's the heart of God being manifested in our church. That's what it is. People loving, you know, our, all of our families and, it's the Lord. He's doing it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Love how much our church family loves our church family. Yes. Yep, it's I know. a sweet thing. It's great. As a uh, a self-proclaimed fan and listener of Remedy Stories, yes. How upset is Sarah Kay going to be that she wasn't here for this? Yeah, she might. You may have to do a, a Johnson kid version. Hey, that would be their, really cool. Yeah, get their perspective. This is their home, too. You know, they miss our family in Lufkin. They're actually, that's where they're at now, visiting family. But they know this call to come here was just as much on them as it was on their parents. And that's good. It's good. All right. Rapid fire time. And really this... I'm not good at these. This isn't super rapid fire, but, you know, we do our best. (laughs) Um, let's throw out some, let's throw out some couples questions here. Oh, uh, have who, you done this yet? No. Oh, I mean, I'm, this no, is, we're not prepared. <laughs> you know each other though. So who's, uh, who's the better cook? Beth. Oh goodness. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in the church knows that. Yeah. We know. You know, you got like Beth and Gina Wooten who are like known for their cooking oh, yeah. in the church. Well, then you got some other really good Do, cooks, too. Uh, yeah, Melissa, Melissa Dawson's Dawson, a great chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. Baked goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Who's who's most likely to, to get in the kitchen and clean up the dishes? Oh, Philip helps with that often. Yeah. If he's yeah. home, he's helping. For sure. Hey, Julie and Sarah. Yeah, I mean, are our kids. They are helpers, That's too. Right. Who's um Who's doing the driving on the road trip? That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Until he starts knocking his legs so hard because he's tired, and I'm like, okay, I think. I'm yeah, I do have a tendency to Here's fall asleep sign. when driving. So a tendency. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Hey, no problems when we went to Colorado. We were okay. No. You're 15 here. hours. I You're was here. wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a serious trip. Mm-hmm. Who's the spender? Oh, I may be more of a spender. Maybe. Um, My family jokes that I have the first dollar i ever made <laughs> so, we're both pretty we're both pretty frugal we're, both, we're really. frugal people our family would probably tell you we're incredibly yeah frugal. i mean okay. i was telling somebody today like when we were first married i never have cash and i never did then but i would have a coupon yeah in my wallet <laughs> that's yeah. what's up that's right all right and we'll, we'll make this the last couple's question who's the who's the first to say sorry oh it's philip yeah I was, yeah. I was probably wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is. That's not, yeah. that's not why I said you. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is open open question here, and we've done this, but uh, uh, books, movies, TV shows. 
movies. I don't sit still very well, so I don't. Movies are not my favorite. Yeah, I will watch them at home because I can get up and do things. But you need to add podcast to that because I would actually that would be my podcast. Would okay. be podcast my, would be my first because right. well, I can we're, stick that in my ear it. and we're work on air editing our our um our questions. So we'll maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. let's do that. Other than yeah. remedy stories, what what, what are do some you have favorites? a favorite podcast or two? Beth, okay. you were talking about some true crime stuff yeah, before we got on I, here. I do, I do enjoy some true crime things, but I like cultish, mm-hmm. uh, which is a po- I like Apologia Radio. Hmm. I like cultish, which is another one of their things. Yeah, um, I've listened to a few from yeah, cultish. Good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy listening to Christy Knuckles too. Hmm. You were talking about enjoying writing. She yeah. writes all of hers out, and then. Mm. obviously you know reads well, it so hers is all written interesting and um my the lord always uses what god has put on her heart to encourage me her That's podcast cool. is really good it's called glorious in the mundane all mm. of you ladies out there should go listen to it sounds good i'm not even a lady and that yeah sounds you intriguing. should <laughs> it's very good it's very good um favorite restaurant to eat at locally Oh, right now. Uh, so we we like tomatoes. Uh, is a local <laughs> restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's the Mexican Italian place or it's, whatever. We, yes. Hey, we didn't go there Listen, for a year because yeah, we thought I was like, no there way is no way good. that's good. You cannot do both <laughs> of those things there, well. But it it's is. good. Yeah. Very good. I have never eaten there either. I've had their pizza once. Um, I think they have the some, best pizza in town. But it's good. <clears throat> yeah, you can get chips and bread right there. Hey, you sit down nice. and they bring you chips and salsa and bread and butter. Oh, I'm gonna go there this weekend. And when yeah, <laughs> when sold. my family first, like when they went there for the first time, once when they came, that my sister was like, "What is this place? Mm-hmm. It's like the best of everything." That's they amazing. They love going now. Yeah. Yeah, but we like El Mexicano downtown, also mm-hmm. honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Campesanos. There's a few things we really like at Campesanos. Yeah. You can tell we like Mexican food. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you, either of you have any interesting hobbies? You know, I do have this one past thing that, but it, this is the one thing I always go with. Like, uh, when I was in high school, I played a harmonica in a worship band. I bet you didn't know that they. <laughs> Y'all was should a, totally get his harmonica. The harmonicas needed that worship bands needed harmonicas, but. Uh, in all my years, I don't think I've ever heard a harmonica <laughs> in a worship band. Yeah, so that's what I did, and uh, it's so this is not like a hobby East anymore, Texas, though. Uh, specialty. This is definitely this is definitely East Texas, uh, and plus an eighteen-year-old that just wants to get up and in front of people. And, when you put it down, do you play your jug after that? Yeah, of course, <laughs> you spoons. Do. That's right. Yeah. Mouth That's harp. Right. Yeah. You did have an egg. I did have an egg. That was egg shakers <laughs> are powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing for you, Beth. Not really. I don't have time to have hobbies. That's fair. Not really. I do. I really enjoy cooking. Yeah. So that's probably my hobby. I do enjoy cooking. What's <clears throat> Philip? What's one of your favorite dishes that Beth makes? Oh man. Uh, or it's, it's your birthday, and you want to like Beth? Will you make this? Well, we'll birthday? say this. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of it, but there is a particular coconut cake that she makes. Okay. That uh, it's one of those magnolia recipes, but mm. it's really good. Um, 
And then, yeah, I pretty much love anything she makes. Um, I thought you would have said Friday night. Oh, for real. Yeah. The pizza. She makes homemade pizza. Oh, oh. Uh, Almost every Friday night. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of people that get the invite to come over on Friday nights. So I haven't we haven't had yet. the Newtons over, which uh, I don't remember if we've had y'all Have for pizza, pizza or not. I don't think I've had pizza over had pizza. No. That's really one of the Put best. Put us on the list. What is your idea of a relaxing time? Probably just like sitting down. Like I do enjoy reading a lot. I just don't have a lot of time to read. So mm-hmm. I would say like sitting down and just reading if it's cool outside, yeah, I want to be outside reading. If it's hot, I do not want to be outside. Yeah, I get if that. The, if the heat is offensive, like it is right now, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be indoors <laughs> reading with a like a coffee tea. Just mm-hmm. I love coffee. Yeah, I love tea. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just sitting down with a good book. But my favorite time of the year is fall. So if you're getting really specific, then the. Uh, Relaxing time is a fall day. Yeah. On the front as porch. Specific or back as possible. Porch. Yeah. Watching college. We like to watch college we football. We love college football. I'm very ready for the return of college football. Particular, you know, we like Texas teams, but we don't have a particular college team. We just like watching college football. So just like the pageantry of college rivalries right. and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the game. I love the game. Yeah. Yeah. I was forgot. Was that you, Andrew? I was talking to you about like what rivals, uh, like you know soccer globally in terms of just like the fan experience the stadium experience i don't i th- i would put college football as like right behind that and i'm not even a soccer guy but i know yeah. like just from briefly you know it's just it's crazy how loyal the fans are and stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like college football has got that just oh, the, yeah. yeah the cheers and the oh yeah the passion and you know the traditions and all that stuff mm-hmm. so well, guys, we thank you all for being on the podcast. I know we've been here for a little bit of time, and uh, thank you for letting us come in your home tonight. Um, but I just, our last question, um, I just, uh, but before there, I just, like, I really, I was, ta- I was thinking about this with Megan earlier, like, like, I, like, we really, I mean, we love you guys. We, we really appreciate y'all, everything y'all have done for our family, how you've served us, loved us well. Uh, I was thinking about like there was this time last year we came over and we were just able to share just some really, you know, personal hard thing we were going through. Mm -hmm. And it was really encouraging just to be able to share that with Mm -hmm. y'all and to talk through that with y'all. And it it meant a lot to us. And Mm -hmm. y'all are definitely like, there's a number of really solid people that we love and cherish their advice and time, but y'all are right up there. Like we Mm -hmm. really we value like just what y'all have to say, you know, if we're just seeking advice and everything. I know Philip and I, we, like I was saying earlier, we used to meet um, regularly and just, just kind of schedule and life kind of mm-hmm. changed a little bit, but like, it was a really good season for me mm-hmm. um, just to do that and to hear your heart. And um, obviously just the way y'all serve our family and our church as a whole. So we love you guys a lot. Like, I, yeah. And I, I was love looking forward yeah, to just sure. sitting down doing this. Um, but uh, just just the last question we ask everybody: um, What does Remedy Church mean to Philip and Beth and mm. your girls? Mm. I mean, it's family. That's yeah. what it is to me. It's gospel family. It's people that are linked arm in arm, chasing the same thing that I'm chasing after the Lord, and that's 
that's what remedy is to me. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Whereas ones that that we're following Jesus with, mm-hmm. and uh, yep, that's our it's our faith family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sweet and simple, and I think everybody would agree. Yeah. With that, so thank you all again. It's been awesome, and thank you guys for. For listening to Remedy Stories and, and now getting to participate in it. It's, yeah. it's really neat. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Remedy Stories. We hope that you are encouraged and renewed by these conversations. Be sure to join us each week as we experience God's goodness through stories from the local church. <laughs>